We really don't have anything to talk about. We <laughs> It's only been like two days since we last chatted. Well, the listeners don't know about what we chatted about on Sunday. So oh, I think the... Well, the, do they? How much did we record? Well, the biggest update I have since then is I'm slowly turning into a Sindar elf. Sindarin? Sindar elf, yeah. Those elf? are the elves that never went into the west. They are the elves that stuck around Middle-earth for basically the entire time. Well, wow. it's it's different. Okay, so let me... All right, let me get into the lore. Uh, Please, that so is what our podcast is all about. There are the Caliquendi, which That's are... Oh, any elf. Okay, so... Oh, fuck. No, there. please, give me the breakdown so. so I can figure out what elf I am. And the reason also All I right, said so, Sindar is because, listeners, I've dyed my hair white slash blonde. Yes, white, silver. Yeah. If we get more silver, then you'll definitely be I more silver. I think I want to go more silver, but, you know, Honestly, I have black hair, so, it. like, it's a process. <laughs> True. Bit, bit, bit by yeah. bit. Slow transformation. Yeah, like, like it is more like blonde up top, yeah. but like your roots are like more white silver. Dude, my hair's thick. Yeah. Like this this uh, right God, here it looks so good. is very silver right there. Mm. Yes, that right Chef's there. Kiss. That is like the color. We just want that uniform across the whole thing. Working on it. All right. So there are three primary peoples. God, there's so much like different crossover so there's you got the three people you got the teleri who are the most numerous okay you got the noldor the kardashians and you have the vanyar the vanyar all went to the west and stayed in the west they are all blonde and beautiful and they never got involved with anything bad they were loyal to the valar they never left they are the goody two-shoes elves good on them and who can you like throw me some like celebrity names of those elves in case I might know them to like really picture it. So with the Vanyar, all we really have are Ingwe, mm-hmm. who was their king and still is because he never died or anything. He's just mad chilling. Indus, who is Ingwe's daughter and she was the second wife of Finwe, Feanor's dad. Second wife? Yeah, remember? Because Fe- the whole thing with Feanor hating his brothers is that they were his his half-brothers. Because his mom... Hey everyone, welcome to Silly Marillion, where I introduce Tori to all this lore. Today we'll be covering the House of Feanor <laughs> again. Uh, <laughs> so, Feanor's mom was Miriel. She was a Noldor, and she married Finway. Uh, but then she gave birth to Feanor, but she gave so much of herself into oh, Feanor that she was just... Yes. She had the worst fucking case of postpartum That's depression right. uh, I think anyone has ever had in Middle-earth. And then she just kind of just lay down, and her spirit left her to find rest in the that halls of Mandos. That was so sad. Um, Probably and for then the best she remarried. didn't see everything that happened with Thanor. Yeah, Finway remarried Indus, who was a Vanyar, and had Fingolfin and Finarfin. And actually, uh, the Vanyar is where Galadriel gets her blonde hair from, oh. because uh, her... Um, her father, Finarfin, was blonde because his mom was Indus. Uh, also, Galadriel's mom was uh, Teleri, and she had, like, just silver hair. Uh, because 
silver hair. So if you associate hair color with the three different primary types of elves, uh, the Vanyar are blonde, the Noldor are black-haired, and the Teleri uh, tend to be brown-haired, but then any, like, the really cool ones are silver-haired. So, like, Thingol had, like, silver okay. hair, and Kirdan the shipwright, he had silver hair. And uh, Arwen, who was Galadriel's mother, she had silver okay. hair. I'm really good at remembering the Noldor because I made them the Kardashians, and it just stuck with me forever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Gladriel technically had like a 50-50 shot of high- having either silver or gold hair. Huh. Both beautiful. So good on her. Both beautiful. <laughs> um, and her daughter, Celebrian, actually had silver hair because her uh, Gladriel's husband, Celeborn, uh, is a Sindar, uh, and he has silver hair. Okay. Anyway. That's neither here nor Eleborn, there. So is he in those... the Rings of Power? No. No, we haven't seen hide mm. nor hair of Celeborn. And technically, they should be married by now, because they like met in the first stage and fell in love then. Maybe in Rings of Power, Gladril would be a lesbian. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just gonna put that out People there. People are shipping her with the uh, the human, the new human guy. Which, you know what? I, I dig, because it's guy. another... Which one? Yeah, uh, Hal Brand, I think is his name. I don't think I remember him. He's uh, he's kind of a generic-looking white guy. Uh, Hal he, Brand. He's like to- he's made up for the show. He's not. He doesn't appear oh, in any okay. of the Tolkien that legendary. Bro. But anyway, that's again neither here nor there. Okay. So then you have like the Noldor, the House of Fan, or all that jazz. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Teleri, which are like Círdan, Thingol, um. Celeborn, uh, later down the line, Thranduil, and uh, Legolas. Ah, okay. Uh, now, the Teleri themselves are so big that uh, you have, like, the Teleri are, like, the most populous type of elf. Yeah, like, you throw a rock in a, into a crowd of elves, you're probably going to hit a Teleri more than you will a Noldor <laughs> or a Vanyar. Vanyar, I think, are the smallest amount of elves. Then you have the Noldor, which are only slightly bigger. But then you have the Teleri, which are fucking huge. Okay. And so you have, amongst the Teleri, uh, you have those who are part of the Calaquendi, the uh, Elves of Light, who went to Valinor and then lived on the shores of the sea in Valinor. Oh. And so, like, that's Galadriel's mom. Her father was Alway. He was king of the Teleri in Valinor because his brother, Thingol... What like stayed behind in Middle Earth, yeah. fell in love with Melian, the goddess, and had Luthien and that sort of thing. Um, I need to bring up a family and so tree. Uh, among the uh, so in opposition to the Calaquendi, you have the Avari. Uh, well, I think the Avari technically count as someone else. I think <laughs> the Avari are those who just who did not even join the elves in moving west. Uh, I think those Avar- the Avari were the ones who just stayed behind completely. There's there's actually like a good I'll share a chart with you that shows like the different types of elves. Oh, they're like uh, subclasses. Mhm. And so you have basically uh kind of like three separate groups among the Teleri who stay in Middle-earth. So you have the Falathrim, which are the elves who follow Círdan and live by the shores of the sea and build ships and just kind of they're they're ocean people yeah. basically um you have the uh sylvan elves who 
uh, are like the green elves. They're like the elves of like Mirkwood, mm. uh, most of the elves of Lothlorien. But then you have the Sindar. Now the Sindar only come from Doriath because mm. the Sindar are held apart from the other elves of Middle-earth because if because they lived around Melian. And Melian, because she was a Maya, had some of the light of the two trees in her Ooh. so that she kind of made the Sindar greater than the other elves just by being in their presence. Mm. She had that kind of like powerful two trees radiation that the light of the two trees kind of gave off. So what I'm hearing is I made the right choice by saying Sindar. Yeah. Closest to the light. And then the Sindar, after Doriath is destroyed, they kind of disperse and they kind of become the nobles among Sylvan elves. Hmm. They kind of become the overlords of them. Like Thranduil and Legolas, they become they're like head of Mirkwood, yeah. but they are above the Sylvan elves who live there because they have the light. It's kind of a classist yeah. thing, but um, yeah. and then you have like Celeborn going to rule Lothlorien as a Sindar, yeah, that sort of thing. And I, I believe Sindar are the elves who have the greatest grudges against dwarves as well. Mm. That would check out just based off of what I've seen in the Hobbits. I guess just the Hobbit. There's not there's yeah, not just, well, as much in... in the Sil in the Silmarillion. Uh yeah. because remember it's the dwarves who sack Doriath and make it vulnerable mm. and they kill Thingol over the Silmaril, so freaking Silmarils. That was our lore dump for today. <laughs> Thank you for that crash course. No worries. I suppose we should get to the uh review. Actual then. stuff? Take it away. Actual stuff. In three, two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Silly Marillion. I am your host, Paul, as always, here to impart Lord of the Rings knowledge, but on this time, uh, just to give artistic critique. Uh, joining me is my fellow art connoisseur and film reviewer, uh, Tori. Tori, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Paul, and thanks for calling me a as film always. connoisseur as someone who does not watch films, but... Can well, leave mediocre you, you know reviews. More. You've watched you've watched T Twilight, which I have not. So that is the one movie. In fairness, you have you have greater knowledge of that uh, than I. And that is it. I think I've watched more movies in my life since being your friend than ever before. Congrats! Honestly, and when I move to LA, we will have like movie nights where I'm like, "Ah, oh, guys, have you seen this?" And you're gonna be like, "No." And I'm like, "Ah." And I'll just pick up my coming switch over. and you'll see what I do to stuff when I'm like half paying attention. <laughs> Oh. Uh. Anyway, but um, yes. Hey, hi, Paul. Today we will be reviewing. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> uh, today we will be reviewing Peter Jackson's *The Desolation of Smaug*, the second film in the Hobbit trilogy. Yes. And what fun Again, we had! A, a fairly, a fairly decent film on the whole. Yeah. 
not as good as the first, I'd say. Uh, personally, what what would you what would you uh, compare comparing the first these first two films? Which which do you think do you like more? Mm, I, okay, I think I might have to come back to that after we talk about oh, it. Okay, we have to kind of refresh yes, before I get because there's like there's reasons I liked it, reasons I don't. Which I'm gonna save it to the end. I'm gonna we'll save get it to the end. We'll get to um, it. And a quick housekeeping right. note before we jump into what happened in Desolation of Smog. Uh, we went and recorded an episode with talking. Let's let's talking about it pod again with uh, Mary Clay. The episode on Turin Turinbar, two parts because we had so much fun. Uh, we talked for two and a half hours. So if y'all want to go check that out, um, there was so much content. Y'all know it's my favorite story, and I have relived it now. I think four or five times. It's still just as devastating as the first time, but a lot of fun. Yeah. So it, it's well worth uh. So go give go uh, give Mary so Clay. Go go over to that's what I'm talking about, uh, and give it a listen. Yeah. Anyhow, and with that, uh, desolation of smog. Where did it? We start off with kind of like a flashback to Thorin meeting Gandalf in Bree, yes. and kind of this plan to retake the mountain becoming hatched between the two of them. This bitch always and, conspiring. Uh, it's it's now this is just a qualm I have with the Peter Jackson movies in general. They always make Bree so like yeah, it looks kind of gray. It's always mm-hmm. raining. It's always dark. It's always dreary. When in the books, you find out the. The people of Bree are as close to hobbits as humans can mm. get. Literally, Bree is where humans and hobbits yeah, live together. Yeah, because it's right outside the Shire, right? Side. That's what it said. Yeah, it's 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 the closest human settlement to the Shire. I wouldn't say it's like right outside. It's like yeah. two days ride outside the Shire. Um, but it is like yeah, it is like a little. It is like actually functionally like the biggest kind of settlement in the north of uh, mm. Middle Earth. Uh, at least in Eriador, um, that isn't a hobbit town or something. It's uh, a human settlement. Um, and, like, it's supposed to be, like, kind of, like, this very pleasant place. Like, in the books, like, it first says how, like, Sam is distrustful and he thinks black riders oh. are hiding in every window. Because yeah. he's never left the Shire. Everything outside and he doesn't of home trust is scary. Humans. And, yeah, and he's like, oh, what what is this? But then, like, um, like almost immediately, like, they're, they meet the... Uh, innkeeper butterbur oh, that's and a cute uh, name. yes uh i can't wait till we get to that <laughs> oh, god i can't wait to read the lord of the rings books it's been you, a long Tori, time coming for everyone it's been a long time coming <laughs> and there is so much content there are so many different characters that we don't get in the yeah. movies that we get in the books and that'll be good to see but um yeah i i well, it it it's supposed like Bree is supposed to almost be kind of like a little home away from home that gets interrupted by the Black Riders. But oh. in this case, like it's always like shabby and kind of grody yeah. and stuff. When it's supposed to be kind of like a homey kind of place. Uh, but yeah, we do have Thorin showing up, and already there are hints that he's being hunted. Uh, by Azog, but mm-hmm. then you have Gandalf, who's like, you know, you should take back your home. And Thorin's like, I wish I could, but I don't have a, a party. He's like, well, make a party, and also take this gay little guy. And he <laughs> kind of throws Bilbo at him. Um, 
And then, like, it, it, it is kind of like a nice little touch where they're like, you'll need a burglar. And then it cuts immediately to Bilbo playing Lookout uh, because the dwarves are still being pursued by the wargs yeah. and Azog and the orcs. Yeah, it really did just cut right into, like, Bayorn. there was a fight scene, but they're still, like, running away from the previous fight scene. Yeah, they're still trying to get make, get some distance between yeah. uh, them and the orcs. And one of my favorite lines from the whole Bree Gandalf Thorn conversation that you said was instead of finding Nemo, it's turning into finding Thrain. Yes, uh, I believe in the extended editions, uh, we actually see Thrain when we're in Dol Guldur. He's a crazy prisoner of oh. Sauron. Uh, because in the books. Uh, Sauron does capture Thorin's father because Thrain actually has one of the dwarven rings of power oh, on him. Shit. And Sauron basically captures him, takes the ring of Durin's folk away from him. And uh, when technically Gandalf only sees Thrain before the events of the book in the, yeah. in the books. Uh, and that's where he gets the ring, uh, sorry, the key and the map of how to get into the mm. secret entrance of the Lonely Mountain. Uh, that and then makes sense. Thrain dies because he's been tortured so horrifically uh. by Sauron. Oh, that's sad. Um, that makes sense, though, because yeah, otherwise include... he was like, I have this key. And Thorin was like, that's, that's supposed to be mine. He's like, now it is. Yeah. Well, now it is. It's like, what the fuck? Um... Yeah, so in the extended edition, I believe one of the big things they include is Thrain. Uh, but in this, it's just kind of a throwaway, like, I don't know where my father is. And then they just don't touch on that's it the it. rest of the fucking movie. We gave up on that uh, search. Now all we care about is the Arkenstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we get uh, Bayorn. Oh, uh, yes. Who... Did you say he was done dirty, or did Steph, Steph say he was Steph said he was done dirty because he should look cooler and i pointed out that he kind of looks like a werewolf in this he has like werewolf vibes and hair with like he's got um, what is it like mutton chop yeah the hair that kind of goes up yeah from the cheeks and stuff very hairy boy with eyebrows that he can comb into his hair on his head yes the bushiest of eyebrows i was surprised with how big he was he kind of seemed like a giant Well, he is kind of like even in the books, he's described as like this very. Massive yeah, I guess person. he's like shape shifting into. He can shape shift yeah, into he's... anything, but he usually does a bear. No, just a bear. Okay. He, I think he can only change into okay. a bear. And they called him a skin changer. Is that it? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, they call in this. I think. I don't know if they do the same in the books. I don't think they do the same in the books. Yeah, that was a new phrase. I was like, that's who who and what does a skin changer? What's what changes the skin? Yeah. And just a bear uh, or anything because And just a bear. That could be. And it's interesting because like this is like the only kind of person who has this power in Tolkien's yeah. legendarium. And you don't really know where Bayorn comes from. You just meet him in the Hobbit. He's just there. And then later on you find out he has he then ha- end up having like kids after the Hobbit. Huh. And like his kids can turn into bears as well. Where are and they? They're known as the Bayornings. Uh they they're they're up in the uh upper headwaters of Anduin. Uh, up in the north between Mirkwood and the Misty Mountains. Just vibing? Uh, just vibing. They're, um, in the books, when Frodo finally reaches Rivendell, he, at like at this banquet, he's actually sat next to Gloin, 
from the company. And he's like, wait a minute, you're Gloin from Bilbo's Adventures. And uh, uh, Gloin's like, and you're Frodo, the son of our friend Bilbo the Renowned. so cute. And they just start talking. And, like, Frodo asks him, like, oh, my gosh, how's everything out in the wider world? And, like, he mentions the Bayornings. And he's like, well, the Bayornings, they still don't really like dwarves. Like, Bayorn didn't really like dwarves either. But they keep the roads safe. Hmm. They fight off goblins and they make amazing honey cakes oh, oh, that honey are cakes. just like the best. And uh, like that, I can't wait till we get to that part. Yeah. In, uh, oh, there's so many. When we got the books, when we... the books are so far away. I can't wait. September 22nd, y'all. 22nd, 22nd. guys. Uh, when I first watched Lord of the Rings uh, with our new friends, Molly, Nate, and Shane. Uh, we did like kind of potluck and Steph and I made honey cakes because Steph said that was something in the books. And I was like, sure. They're really good. You're a bay warning. I guess so. <laughs> Turn into a bear. Oh, wait, you're, you could be, oh, that's a, that's a fanfic. A Sindar L falling in love with a bay warning. Ooh. Ooh. Steph turning into just an angry bear. <laughs> checks out little, little feisty yeah, little feisty like bear and the kids will have li- will be like one of those black bears one of the black bears that kind of like straddles the line between bear and dog but the kids need to be blonde bears to go with the whole aesthetic silver bears yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah i ship it i ship it <laughs> um but yeah we meet bayorn and we they live in his like cozy little house i'm i'm glad that because you know how in the books apparently there are dogs that stand on their hind legs mm. and just carry trays oh yeah we didn't get I'm that glad they they didn't i'm glad they didn't include that because i you see a version of that in the lord of the rings online and it's very creepy mm. to see um and i'm like you know it's probably for the best <laughs> that they didn't include the uh the dog servants uh but we do get like the big bees. Yeah. Like there's one the size of like Bilbo's fist that just kind of like a bumblebee that just kind of buzzes. There was the so much weird perspective during that scene. I couldn't tell if like they were just smaller than I thought, like the hobbits and the dwarves, or if Bayorn was bigger than I thought and his house was I think bigger. It's a mixture of the two. Yeah. Everything seemed. I think it's a mixture of the two. So big. But that was a very cute scene of them just like eating and drinking and. T- Bayorn with his uh Paul size the big thing of milk thing of milk yeah <laughs> again just, <laughs> you and Steph showing up and I'm just like here push just a waterfall all of I have milk. to drink is milk all I have is two percent <laughs> yes so we then we have this whole thing of like Bayorn being like oh Azog's chasing you here have some ponies get to Merkwood. Mm-hmm. And they get to Mirkwood, and then yeah, it's like, I not scream, right. elves. Yes, we see some elven ruins because they arrive. Because uh, in the books, initially their plan is to go farther south to the old forest road that is more often used to cross through Mirkwood. Uh, but instead, now they have to go on this elven trail mm-hmm. that's not well kept. And there are elven ruins because the elves don't really go out of Mirkwood very much anymore. Uh, and Gandalf, like, goes up to this, like, statue that's crumbling. And he, like, pulls aside and some orcs have been there and graffitied the statue with the Eye of Sauron. Which was just a dick. It's like, just a dick pic. Dick graffiti he's like, on a oh, tree. This is 
this is fucking weird. I should, I should go and fucking investigate the bullshit. Bill was like, Gandalf, where are you going? I saw some graffiti. I need to investigate. I saw some graffiti. I'm, I'm going to complain to the city council. I shall be back in three days. Anyway, uh, but he's like, I got to go investigate this necromancer fellow because something's fucked up with Mirkwood. And because something's fucked up with Mirkwood, apparently the wisest thing for me to do is just say, hey, you guys keep going, don't walk off the trail, as if that would be like the first thing the dwarves would fucking do. Mm. Uh, blast. And then he rides off. He rides off. Bilbo and the dwarves start walking through the fucking forest and immediately are hit with like LSD. Start tripping like, balls. They just start tripping balls. And they immediately get lost. Yeah, I thought that scene was done very cool. Because it was like kind of a gentle eased in where I didn't know if I was just not paying attention right. And like things were getting confusing. Yeah. And then there was that cute moment where they're like, oh, you dropped like a dwarven satchel. And they're like, that's my bag. And Bilbo Mm see himself twice and everything is getting like flipped around. I liked how they did that cinematically. Because even I was getting confused it really is like a fucking they really do like ease you and like because at first it's like little mm-hmm. things where they're just like kind of weird camera angles and they're kind of like looking drowsy yeah. and like bilbo like turns around and he's looking at himself and he's like oh and to the point where like the dwarves drop like a uh, like pouch of pipe weed and like they pull it and, like pick it up that. and they're like there's dwarves here guys <laughs> And they're like, no, not just any dwarves. Dwarves from the Blue Mountains. This one looks exactly like oh, mine. A bunch of idiots. <laughs> bunch of sweet idiots. Uh, and in this one, they just get fucking straight up kidnapped by the fucking spiders. And then the spiders because... appeared. It's always the spiders. Yeah. Why is it always the spiders, as Ron Weasley would say? Yes, it's... It's because, I'm telling you, J.R.R. had a thing with fucking spiders. I'm telling you, him getting bit by that spider as a little kid in South Africa really fucked with him, I think. Actually, that was one of my notes. Spiders. It didn't didn't fuck with me at all. Spoken like someone who is fucking (laughs) terrified of spiders. My my good dude. Uh. Uh, But, uh, yeah, in this one... I feel like actually like the dwarves, this is like one of the rare moments where the dwarves are more competent in the books. Mm-hmm. Because in the books, they stick to the trail almost entirely for the entire journey. Yeah. But it's only when they're starting to feel hungry and they start seeing this elven feast off in the forest in a distance, do they leave the trail to get some food. Um, well, in this one, they left the trail like they were really too fucking high. quickly. <laughs> yeah, they were too fucking high on the fucking forest fumes <laughs> Off of forest and then weed. the spiders just yoink them bilbo puts on the ring pulls out his dagger which is yet to be named slash sla- like stabs a fucking spider and the spider's like ah oh, it stings and he's <laughs> he like, just kind of good looks at the sword and he's like sting sting you have been named huh. gotcha bitch <laughs> Anyway. It was a good little fight uh, scene, though. Like, uh, I don't know. It just showed, like, they were competent instead of just getting dragged about a little bit. 
Yes. And was it then the elves came? And then the elves come, because, like, Bilbo starts freeing the dwarves, but more spiders are coming, and then all of a sudden an elven hunting party arrives, led by none other than Legolas, Prince of heard Mirkwood. me scream, elves, question mark, and then I saw an elf skating down like he did in the past <laughs> on the staircase and trunk, and then I screamed, Legolas! Yeah, it's like, he's the only elf that fucking does that. All the other elves are like, you're fucking extra, dude. Just like his claim to fame. Wait, he no, knows him and Tariel. Him and Tariel are the one are the two elves who are constantly at the skate park <laughs> doing sick flips and tricks while the other elves are like, What the fuck are you guys doing? They gotta look rad while they're, they're like, fighting being, down some orcs. Being and radical, shit. bro. Yeah. He's like using his bow and arrow at like two feet and just nailing people in the head. Yeah, and we meet our uh our one female character <laughs> that we get. Yeah, I've heard so much about her. She's sick. And uh, she immediately is like, I'm going to fuck that dwarf. Uh, Which was kind of cute. I was definitely in this movie, like, just loving more and more Keely and uh, Balin. Balin's the old grandpa. Yes. yes. Um, mm. Just so sweet. And was it during that when Keely gets stabbed or was that later on? That's later on. Okay. They get captured. Bilbo does. We meet Thranduil. Yes. The, what uh, a vibe! Hold on, elf. we can't just go past Thranduil. We have no. We have no choice but to stand. <laughs> uh, I have also seen and heard of him from gifs. I was like, "Who is this elf with such swag and like yeah. looks like a model?" Like you can just read yeah. the sass off of the gifs I've seen. I, I had yeah, like you look at him and you're like, that's what an Elven King yes, should look like. He's a vibe, and I want to be that vibe. And then I looked at myself in the Discord video, and I was like, wait, I have his hair and his eyebrows. All I need is his yes. wardrobe, and I have him. So my new favorite character, he better not die, Paul. Uh, he doesn't okay. trust me. <laughs> and oh, I think I learned then. Well, no, you kind of mentioned it before in the Hobbit that he's Legolas's dad, but they don't give a name to him in the hobbit book he's just like the elven king yeah he's just the elven king it's not until we meet legolas in fellowship of the ring that we get the name thranduil mm. he's vibe um, what a vibe he is vibe and we get to see the elven kingdom of mirkwood beneath the hills yeah. of mirkwood and uh have have get to l get a little glimpse of what menagroth and the silmarillion might have looked like mm. uh because Canonically, these halls were made by Thranduil's father to look like the lost halls of Menegroth. Oh, love that. So yeah, they have the whole thing where he throws them in prison. They have this little thing where he's like, I will help you if you give me these special gems that are in the mountain that I want. And Thorin's like, you know what? No, fuck you. You didn't help us before. Why would you help us now? And only to gain something. And he's like, go to hell. <laughs> so Thranduil was like, okay, to prison with you. And they all get locked up. Uh, Keeley gets to have little romantic moments yes. between the bars with his captor. I thought it was uh, cute. But also, like, I don't see as much... Uh, I, I love any... Not interspecies. Outer species love stories? What's the opposite of that? Where you get, like, elf and dwarf or... Yeah. Um, elf or I human it or... It, it, interspecies yeah 
I like, like I like those love love stories that are outside of their race. It's very cute. Yeah, it's like forbidden. It's just forbidden lovers. It's forbidden love. Yeah, yeah. I it again. As always, this watch has been very refreshing with you because whenever I watch it with other people, they're like, "Ah, oh, I hate this stupid relationship. Why did they have to include this?" And you know what? I admit I'm part of that as well. But you know what? Watching with you, I get these fresh little perspectives <laughs> of like, "Hey, some people like this relationship. Maybe you should give it a second That's look." That's cute. Like, oh, all right. I know it's not canonical, it but it's cute. I'll give it another try. <laughs> and then we, of course, have Bilbo using his ring. Seeing, uh, look, finding like the wine barrels, stealing the keys, mm-hmm. freeing the dwarves, and pushing them down the trapdoor, forgetting himself for a second, being like, "Wait a second, I'm supposed to be in one of those." And they don't just float down. Oh no! No, they have a uh, a white water rapids ride now complete with orcs. now available at, now available at Universal California. <laughs> uh... Uh, they are attacked by orcs, and in this whole thing, Keeley gets shot by an arrow and makes it worse by then jumping oh into a God. barrel and having the arrow snap Oof. while it's in his leg. And it's like, ooh, just watching that I, every time, yeah. I'm just like, ooh. That's gotta hurt. Don't like it. Gotta hurt. And we get a little badass, another badass moment with Legolas and Toriel kind of come in to yeah. help. Not save the day. Save the dwarves. But they did. Well, they saved, They killed the orcs. They saved the dwarves. And Thorin, in kind of like a moment of like reciprocity, yeah. like kind of like thanks, he like kills that one orc before he can kill Legolas. Uh, showing you that, hey, there might be hope for peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that the dwarves would be like the best rugby team with the way that they just pass weapons and axes about while they're yeah, floating they in barrels. Fucking, they're just tossing shit. We see whacking Bomber him. is just uh, got in his little barrel armor, just whacking people <laughs> back and forth. We have that moment where Legolas stands on like the two yeah. dwarves' heads. Talk about and balance, he's, like, flipping back and forth. It was it was You're pretty like, okay, it was pretty I can, rad. I can see that. I can see why that guy took down an elephant. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Legolas seems a lot cooler in this movie. Not that he's not cool in. Um, the Lord of the Rings movies, but he he kind of just seems to have a lot of, not a lot of lines, a lot of glances. They do give minimal. him like Legolas gets very little actual lines in the fucking yeah, movies. Yeah, kind of just like we looks have like off a few distance, like a dramatic bitch. Yeah, he looks off in the distance or states the obvious, and that's like his two settings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you find out, like it's always awkward, like. In the one scene at the end of Return of the King when Frodo's waking up and all the members of the Fellowship are coming in. Staring. And he just, he doesn't even say, he doesn't say Legolas' name because I'm pretty sure he forgot Legolas' name because Legolas did not have a one-on-one talk with him at all during this entire journey. Oh my god, so you're he's like, right. he, he's like, he's like, Sam, Mary, Pippin. Kimly, and then he just looks at, <laughs> at Legolas like you, <laughs> and then he's like Aragorn. Oh <laughs> like go, go and watch it, guys. Go watch that scene. It's so awkward when you see it a second time. Like those are good fucking movies. It's such uh... an awkward scene because they never established like him having a relationship with Legolas at all. Like, Gimli had, like, a few chats, at least, yeah. with Frodo being like, oh, you should see Moria, and that kind of thing. 
Legolas did not talk to him there. at all. He was just the pretty boy in the background. Man. That's all he fucking But wanted. he is a pretty boy. Isn't there that meme that it's like all the girls who grew up loving Legolas are gay now? And all the girls who grew up loving like Gimli uh, are trans? I think I saw that as a meme somewhere. Something maybe? The one I'm familiar with is uh, it's the your Lord of the Rings crush when you're a girl. It's Legolas. Your Lord of the Rings crush when you're a woman, it's Aragorn, mm. and then it's your Lord of the Rings crush when you're when you've matured, and it is Sam. Oh, cute! So yeah, I've seen the gay version. Uh, yeah, you're using the you're using the gay edition. Five <laughs> E, gay E. Uh, now I just thought of Titan gay E. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Titan? I don't think no, you've seen, you've no. seen the, t- when the movie Titan. When in doubt, the answer's no. Right? Put, put that on the okay. list. we got to watch Titan AE at some point. That's such a fucking sidebar. Uh, okay, so moving on. We then have uh, Bard. We're introduced to Bard, who oh, smuggles yes. the dwarves. And I like how they gave him kind of like a more key role in this mm-hmm. film. They definitely the books, gave him more just character. The cap- he. He's just the captain of the guard in the books. Yeah. And then he's just some random guy who happens to have the right weapon to kill the dragon with. Yeah, I like and... that. It gave a little importance. Like, he really kept on to that. And also, he is quite handsome yeah. in this movie. He gave a mix of... Oh, uh... Luke Evans is a very handsome yeah. fellow. He's giving me very much, like, and... piratey. What did you say? Like, Orlando Bloom in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I said... Yeah, he, he kind of gave... Yeah, Orlando and Pirates. And Antonio and Banderas. Yeah, and Antonio Banderas, yes. Uh, and it's also kind of there is also the appeal that he's like a father who loves his yes, children. Yes, which made me angry because now I'm attached to him and they cannot die. Yes, with the dragon, knowing they? that the dragon is about to come and attack Lake Town, and Bard's kids are there, whose wife passed away, single father, and he can't help them because he's yeah, in prison. Yeah, now I'm very invested. <laughs> yeah. And I also like how we kind of got this uh, thing of kind of Bard being this nice person who does the right thing mm-hmm. no matter what. A little bit uh, of a... He does care... He... I was going to say a little bit of Robin Hood vibes where it seems like he's sort of, yeah. going against... He's uh, he's the hero of the people, yeah. basically. He's He loves his town. He loves his people. Uh and I wonder how much of that kind of comes from him being descended from the Lord of Dale, because all mm. the survivors from Dale came down here to Lake Town. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he feels some kind of obligation to look out for everyone in this town. And everyone in the town loves him, except for the fucking authorities. Mm. Like, the guards, the master of Lake yeah. Town, and fucking Alfred, that fucking Oh my god, bitch. now we gotta talk about... The Master and Alfred, which I think would be personally my biggest qualm about this movie is they're just annoying. The closest thing, the closest thing we get to the GOP in fucking Middle Earth. You don't need them. They are very annoying. I, I can, I could totally see us having the Master of Lake Town play. Like Stephen Fry does a very good job of playing like the politician, being like, (laughs) Uh, that sort of thing, but. We have like Alfred, who I fucking despise. I do not. I don't know whose dick this actor sucked. 
to get this much amount of screen time in these fucking movies. Like, it's even worse in the next film. Because he is... They, they have the chance to kill him. The entire town fucking hates this yeah. guy's guts. They're, they are... Like, he survives when so many people die when Smog finally burns oh. down Lake Town. And why? he's, he's why? taking stuff from the refugees. Where he's like, give me that blanket. Ah, I'm the worst. He doesn't try to endear himself to these people at all. Even though now he has no protection from the state whatsoever. Because the state got burned the fuck down. And then everyone's like, let's fucking murder this guy. Because we've hated this guy yeah. for so fucking long. Why do we need him? He's he's a fucking dick. We fucking hate this guy. And oh god, we're, we're going to get to that in the next movie. I don't want well, more I'm not going to talk on it now. Well, you're gonna get me. No. <laughs> and this is another good reason why we're not doing the fucking extended editions. Mm. Because the third movie's extended edition, like 50% of them are more Alfred no, antics. I don't need him. It's like, hey, remember this D bag no. you didn't like in the second movie? Well, here's a bunch more of him in right. the third. And it's like, the, Tolkien did not write this. No. This is not what. This is. I, can like, I get it if you're like including bit... more, like. Tariel and stuff like oh you mm. you need more female representation yeah. it's it's good to have what are you representing with Alfred dicks like no horrible monarchies fucking yeah I was gonna say like, I can understand I, a little bit just yeah. to show like Bard being very much uh, lovable for the people just have a little bit of that uh, evil government but we didn't need yeah. that much my yeah. notes from it says uh, uh, Master Donald because that's what we named him Master Donald and Alfred yes. can die. Yes, they very much can be dead. Uh, uh. It is fucking oh, goodness. <laughs> can't stand that. Can't stand that motherfucker. Um, and it, was it that scene so, that uh, Tariel comes and kind of helps with Keeley, or is that later on? No, it's a, a little later on because the dwarves have it's already a left. Later. Yeah, so. The dwarves get found out initially, like, Bard is helping them, that they want more, so they get found out. And they manage to kind of weasel their way into the good graces of the Master, who kind of just does it to say, fuck you to Bard. Uh, the Master wines and dines them, gives them supplies mm. and armor and everything, and sends them on their way. Keeley has still not sought medical help for his fucking leg wound. This motherfucker, mm. like, they were, like, breaking into a place, and it was very important that they remain quiet. And so Keeley's, like, Keeley somehow got inside, despite him having this fucking yeah, rancid leg wound. Yeah, and crawled through the toilet with his leg wound. Oh, God, through the dirty lake yeah. with his fucking leg wound. My dude's got fucking sepsis now. Christ. In addition to whatever uh, was in that arrow. In addition to it being like a poisoned yeah. orc arrow, probably smeared and shit, uh, it's it's just very like, what are you doing, dude? It's like, no, I can do it, and then immediately like drops everything and, and alerts the out. guards to their present, and it's like, you dumbass, lay down. But finally, please. finally, Thorin's like, you know what? No, you're fucking sick. You're staying behind. Uh, and Keeley, there's kind of like this very heartfelt thing. Where Keeley's like, I need, I want, I need to come see the yeah. mountain. I need to see our homeland. And Feely, his brother, stands up for him. Where he's like, you told us all these stories. And Thorne's like, he's endangering the mission. I can't have him come. Mm -hmm. And Feely's like, well then, if he's not coming, I'm not coming. I'm staying behind with my brother. There was also and a little sweet moment where he's like, nephew, like, you're hurt. You need to stay. 
yeah, he's like, you need to stay, recuperate. You can join us later. Yeah. Um, and you also have, like, this moment where you find out, like, Oin, Gloin's uh, brother, is almost like the medic of the group. Because he's like, ah, I'm supposed to stay with the wounded. Mm-hmm. And he gets off the boat as well. And then you have Bofer, who got so fucking drunk he last night that he overslept. He table. <laughs> And he's like, ah! And he misses the boat as they go off. And then he sees the others. He's like, oh, you missed the boat too. But then he's like, oh my god, Keely's on the verge of fucking death. Uh, better go help out. What would help? Oh, weed. What kind of weed's the one they feed the pigs? Well, it's Athelas. It's uh, King's Foil. They like. It's like, oh, we use this in Lord of the Rings to uh, solve this, like this horrible wound Frodo had. Why don't we just use it for this horrible wound? They're all the same, right? <laughs> it's like, okay. One specific weed that they like to feed you the One pigs special in Lake weed. Town. Yeah. And we get a cute scene with a pig eating the weed. Um, in the meantime, you have Frodo and... Uh, not Frodo, goodness. Bilbo. Going a bit too far ahead. <laughs> uh, Bilbo and the dwarves climbing Erebor and arriving. They get to the keyhole put the key in bilbo goes in and we get his confrontation with smog Mm -hmm. and they did smog very well in this film yes he's a badass Uh, dragon he looks very cool and also sounds very cool really yeah benedict cumberbatch played him i was about to give props to the the voice actor because it was i don't know a very perfect kind of evil drawn out dragon voice yeah also kind of elegant as well you can see why this like this dragon would be kind of like a convincing villain Mm -hmm. like you also have uh, i think we mentioned in the reaction how there's almost like a glaurung moment where he sees the arkenstone and bilbo's looking at it and he's like i'm tempted to let you just take it to to thorin and watch it just consume his mind like this isn't just like a beefy bad dragon this is a clever dragon yeah yeah, you, this is the classic dragons of old, where they're not just big because they're not just dangerous because they're big flaming yeah. war machines. They're also dangerous because they're fucking cunning, because they are fucking like five steps ahead of mm-hmm. you. Uh, Bilbo runs out or tries to run out, but Thorin has gone in. Uh, at the behest of Balin, who's like, yeah, that bitch almost just Bilbo. left Bilbo. Thorin pissing me off. How much has Bilbo done for Thorin, you? Thorin runs inside and is like, "Where's the Arkenstone, Bilbo?" And Bilbo's like, "I don't have it." He's like, "Bullshit. <laughs> Where is it?" And then, like, he's almost about to like kill Bilbo for some reason. But then Smaug shows up, and the other dwarves emerge, and they have this mm-hmm. whole kind of run through Erebor. They set off these traps and stuff. Which was very uh, cool. Very Again, cool just scene. showing, like, a little bit of competency from the dwarves. Like, they are they fought, yes. they're clever, they work good together. It wasn't just like, oh, Smaug, like, flew away and happens to random... die by Bard. Yeah, this isn't, like, they almost kind of come up with a plan of how to try to possibly kill yeah. smog like they it's it, it doesn't make sense there's no way they could plan this but you know what i kind of like the idea of this plan of getting this golden statue to fall over him it's also Almost just very, very kind of improvised yeah but also very like dwarf of them to be very proud and like look yeah. at our dwarf king and then it like explodes into just the symbolism of it 
And just coats him in yeah. gold, makes him the prettiest dragon. Pretty dragon, as he gets up and flies away. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, while all that's been happening, uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Azog and his orcs have shown up, thinking Thorin isn't still in Lake Town, uh, yes. and they attack Bard's house where they've the uh, like the dwarves who stayed behind. They've taken Keeley for healing. Um, they're just like sneaking across Legolas... roofs, like they're feathers and not these giant. I do like orcs. this. Yeah, I, but I do like this element because orcs are supposed to kind of be like this they can be stealthy mm. they can be like too much we see them as like basically cannon fodder where we see them yeah like, instantly killed and stuff like in the in the silmarillion they like die by the thousands like easily as fuck but then you realize oh they're fighting basically demigod elves in the silmarillion mm-hmm. when you take into account that they are actually basically the equivalent of humans they can be sneaky. They can be quiet. Mm, that's a good they point. They can be strong. Yeah. They can be dangerous. And they're always, always ready to just fucking shiv someone in the back. <laughs> so I like this element. We see Bolg fight Legolas while Tariel heals Keeley uh, in this very yes. kind of trippy moment. Yeah. Uh, they put Keeley's head on a bag of walnuts. And I'm like, that's not a good pillow. Like, why he's like, still oh, no. in so he much injured. pain? Clonk, yeah. Lay on these walnuts. Have some walnuts. <laughs> Finally, gets uh, treated by Toriel, which was cute. Yeah, his his wound is healed, and uh, it ends basically uh, because Bard runs off to. Because uh, he, they hear like the earthquakes of when. Bilbo's fucking around with Smog, mm-hmm. and Smog is, like, smashing stuff inside the mountain. And uh, Bard is like, oh, shit, I got to get to that Windlance weapon at the top of the tower. I got the Black Arrow. Uh, I got to I gotta solve this. I got to get this done. Yeah. So he quickly runs up the tower. Uh, no, he runs off with the arrow, but he gets captured by the Master and Alfred. And He hands off uh, his arrow ends. to his son. His son. So it's still there. Who then hides it, who hides it in a boat nearby for them to get later. And we then basically end the film with Smog covered in gold, emerging from Erebor to essentially annihilate Lake Town in vengeance. I hated that so much. It was a black screen and Paul was like, and that's it. And I was like, bullshit, you're lying. Now you're like, oh, we gotta watch it as soon as when when can we watch I it know. next? We gotta finish God, this. I'm so invested in those kids in Lake Town and now I gotta wait. No, I don't have to wait yeah. movies out. <laughs> Just yeah. have to wait till I'm free we to watch it. We can we can watch it whenever you're ready. <laughs> um but yeah, and then the movie ends with like Bilbo being like, What have we done? Yeah, what have and, you done? And Bard like beating the like walls of his cell, like, yeah. you don't know what's coming for us. You've gotta let me out of here. It's it's a it's a very tense moment. People complain that they end there without killing the dragon. Yeah, with the I desolation of very... smog, I was expecting him to die. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of like it. I think it's a very kind of I, uh, fun cliffhanger. I appreciate cliffhangers, like especially knowing when it came out during all that time when it was like everyone had a trilogy. You end it in a cliffhanger, yeah. so you're excited to see the next one. Like I get mm-hmm. it. 
I know if I was watching it back when it was released, I would have been so pissed because I would want yeah, because you'd rest. have to wait a whole yeah. year to see the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I get the but appeal. Yes, that... Doesn't mean I'm not pissed about it, but I get it. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. That is that. That is it. That is that is our thoughts on Desolation of Smog. Uh, so. We had this question at the beginning. Mm-hmm. What would you say overall is your thoughts on this movie compared to the first one? Okay, I think. Who trying to remember all that happened in the first one? Uh, I I liked it, and I think I liked it as much as the first one, but for different reasons. Like in the first one, mm-hmm. I just really loved all of the dwarf-like lore and culture that we got that I had never really seen before. Like within the flashbacks yeah. and all the characters they give each dwarf like i loved that Mm -hmm. and me being an elf person i loved all the elf shit in this one like i love seeing mirkwood i love freaking thranduil i love the badass moments with legolas and uh toriel um and i think for that reason i also really enjoyed this however i know that is a big reason why people would not like it as much because it's all stuff that they like extras that they threw in that really had nothing to do with the hobbit (laughs) yeah but I liked it. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. <laughs> Which I was a little surprised so this... at, considering how much like people are usually disgruntled about it. Yeah. Uh, so, out of ten, how many Legolas flips do you give this? How many Legolas what? Flips? flips? <laughs> eight. What eight. did I give the first one? Did I also give it eight? Eight. I think you gave, also yeah. gave it eight. I give yeah. the last one eight. Wasn't it like dwarf something? Eight for, I don't even for the dwarves. What... This one I give it eight for the elves. All right. Yeah. So it's a different eight. Yeah. It's still an eight, but it's for just different, different reasons. Eight. Yeah. How about you? So you're both you're both kind of even on this one. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I'd say gosh. See, I'm usually negative about this one more so than the other Did one. Did I bump you up a little bit? You, you're <laughs> infectious, Tori. Yes. Your enthusiasm Every time is Aaron says it, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Swear to God, someday we're just going to watch these movies with Aaron, and you're going to make them love them all over again with your just infectious love of it. So I would give this... I don't know what I gave the last one. I don't remember either. You know what? Mine are just sentiments. I'm not giving... These are Tory scores. Uh, I'm just going to say I like this one for a few primary reasons. One is smog. Yeah. Two is just getting to see Lake Town. Mm. And three is Thranduil. Mm-hmm. So... A whole, a whole reason like, is for uh, Thranduil. Character. Good like character up, design. Up till oh fuck, we completely forgot Gandalf. So Gandalf went to fucking Dol Guldur to investigate and basically got kidnapped by Sauron, yes. who threw him in a cage and is like, "You're fucked, dude." There was a and Gandalf is currently a point imprisoned. with Sauron that I did like in this one. He has a little more substance than just being an evil eyeball. Yeah, he's and L.A. Small. I kind of like one. that. Yeah, LA, LA, he's, uh, he's, he's light pollution. Yeah. It's, uh, I do like, they 
I love how they do kind of give him some kind of figure. Because mm-hmm. in, in the books, he's not a big evil eyeball. He's this figure living in this dark tower that we never actually see, but we hear how terrible yeah. he is. We hear when Gollum is talking about how when he was being tortured in Baradur, the Dark Lord came to him personally, and he saw that the Dark Lord is still missing the yeah, ring, uh, the finger so that the ring got cut from, and how he's like this dark shade of a creature. Like He's not powerful. Well, he's very powerful, but he's not like this majestic powerful dark lord he's like this crooked twisted shade of a creature who is only now just starting to regain his power he really has that dark entity in this one yes this almost kind of eldritch yeah eldritch that's a good word yeah uh just that element to it so uh yeah everything basically up till like Thranduil, I'm kind of like, meh. And then you get to, like, the Elven King's Halls, and you're like, oh, cool. And then I kind of lose interest with the whole kind of barrel battle. But then you get Bard and Lake Town, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, my interest is invested. And then they're going into the mountain, and you get to see more of Erebor, yeah. and you get to see the vast treasure all hoard of Smaug. That Bilbo somehow all, like, found the Arkenstone in all of that gold. <laughs> It was a lucky find. It was a and lucky find. And I guess find. if we know anything, we know that Bilbo's lucky. Yeah. It all is as Iru wills it. Mm. Uh, in the end, it's all because God wanted it to happen. So, yeah. I Again, I'm. you brought me out of kind of like... <laughs> out of the mud, as I Aaron enjoyed says. it. Yeah, out of the mud. Bringing me, bringing me out of my own cynicism to actually just... You sit me down and you're like, "Hey, enjoy something." Just enjoy it, and I'm like, "For the you know fun, what? I will." It's, it won't be and so, as the book states, but it'll still be a good ride. Yeah, so I I enjoyed it. I don't think I don't know if you're gonna be able to do it with me for the third movie. <laughs> there are good spots in the third movie, but there are long portions where I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm like, what are they gonna?" For those who didn't, for those who can't see me, which everyone. is everyone, I just made the jacking off motion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm. I am interested to see what happens in the third one because all that happens left in the book is a battle, and I'm like, how are they going to fill yeah. two hours and forty minutes with just a battle? But we'll see. They're really gonna. They're really gonna stretch it, and there are some good parts of that battle, and then there are some bad. Parts Probably of the elf battle. parts, but <laughs> well, they actually, yeah, there there are parts with just Legolas and Toriel Hell going yeah. off on their own mission, Hell yeah. and I'm just like. Oh my gosh, that needs to be another D and D pairing for us. I'll be a badass elf. You don't have to be an elf, but like I'm imagining fight scenes with you and that kind of dynamic. It's a vex and vax. See, I want to see now you as Toriel and Steph as Keely. Mm-hmm. That'll be in that's the the D and D Lord of the Rings D and D book that's coming out. Oh yeah. Gosh, I really should make like just a fellowship from Lord of the Rings Twitter people, and just be like, "All right, we're playing D and D in in Middle Earth, guys. Let's go. Enjoy it. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So, uh, I think that's yeah. it uh, for me. Thanks everyone for listening. And if you want to hear me scream in real time about elves, it's over on our Patreon. Yes, our Patreon www.patreon.com slash the silly marillion. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at Silly Marillions, plural. 
and you can find me on Twitter at GoodLookingGeek, and you can find Tori at Toriello underscore. Uh, our next uh, official episode will be our review of Battle of the Five Armies, mm-hmm. and then I believe after that, I think we might skip a week because well, I'll be in L.A., there might be one episode between then just talking about Rings of Power because I think it'll be out. Oh, yeah, because uh, Rings of Power, because... All right, so... Open the calendar. This comes out, this comes out on the 17th. Yeah. So on the 31st will be when some, we'll need something because that will be right before Rings of Power. I'll actually, on the 31st, I will be flying out to LA. 30, wait. So... 30, no, 31st will be the last movie review. No, the last movie review will be the 24th. Remember, we're, we're recording this a week ahead. Our The Desolation of Smog, for everyone interested, we're recording this on the 10th. Our Desolation of Smog reaction just came out today. Yes, but we are a bi-weekly so podcast, week, so we technically... I know, but next week... But no, but that's for patrons only. So next week, this will come out. Yeah. Then it'll be the 24th when we release our reaction, reaction. for Battle of the Five Armies. And the 31st will be the review. And then the 31st will be our review. Oh. Which is what I said. <laughs> God damn it. And then... I'll keep this in. I'll keep this in <laughs> so everyone knows I'm a fucking And moron. then the 14th, Jesus. I think we should just do one episode talking about Rings of Power. And then the 22nd, we'll have our Lord of the Rings. Yes. Now you all yes, know our schedule. <laughs> In real time, yeah, as we figure then, it out. Yeah, and then yeah, the twenty second will be a day after our usual recording mm. or our usual release date. But uh, sentimental. Then we'll go back to like, yeah. Then we'll return to our Wednesday release date. Yeah. All right. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go get ice cream. I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for listening to our special shit. thanks, of course to wool for producing our cover art and of course special thanks to jack hook for composing our intro and outro music uh and special thanks to our patrons who are giving uh, us the light of the light of our lives the people who make us the happiest in the world (laughs) and uh yeah thanks for listening to our shit